Training. And this is Randy's number one Andy, a song rifle of comedy, got the tablet handy. Andy Klein, Mr. On Time, slinging punchlines from the cut, walking a straight line. Then the thriller, Mr. Tim Miller, crowd killer, say hold up. It's probably not here, out trying to raise his daughter. So we'll just tune in to 3SPN, through the sock puppet nation, let the party begin. Haywood, Pop Pop, PD Romaine, top of the list, JL Chadwick, Milner. the black eye who tip, might be waxing philosophical and talking bullshit, might be just trying to help you get a nice big young bitch, you have an opinion, let's hear it to a proper, the world may suck, but I like it, I want you, Facebook, email, tweet us, get out your closet if you're dropping our names, now let's come together, there's nothing else to say, let's start the show, Randolph hit him with the, hey, 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 Hey! Hey! What's up? Happy Monday in this new America. Hope you made it in. Hope you're feeling good. Whoa. You turned us all down. I wanted to. I want turned to save. us all down. Sorry. I was about to tease the new song, but yeah. I realized it was going to start turned, right away. He turned us all down. Had it queued up. Chad. By uh, the way, this is Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. And uh, sitting to my right, we got. D'Angelo Joyce. Man, get in the mic, which I'd be saying. D'Angelo Joyce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the way to his right, we got the returning champ, the ladies' new love. Who we got him sitting with us? Dominic Rivera. The ladies' yep. new love. Got a lot uh, of, Dominic's got a lot of Instagram love. A lot of Instagram love. Who's that guy? He's got the guns out and everything. I'm going to take the picture later let you see. Um, guns out. Quick teaser. Chad made a new intro song for us, and so we're going to get to that later. Um, Chad made the old intro song as well. So, mm-hmm. so uh, he's a bossy who made our original intro song. Uh, where's your next? Yeah, where's, where's come on, next? give us another one. Uh, I think we need to play that one again too. Do you still have that one floating around? I gotta get it back on my phone. I got a new phone. It's not on this one. I can download it though. Yeah, yeah, people. Okay, so we got uh, we got Dominic and D'Angelo sitting in the the double D's sitting in. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't y'all just call y'all's podcast the double D's? Double D's. We didn't think about it, man. <laughs> well, they got their own podcast. It's called the Big Man Little Pan Podcast. And if you look at them, <laughs> Big Man Little Man. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll see what's what. <laughs> it's us to a T. You'll see what's what. Give me a podcast handle and all that. Let the people know. Uh, podcast handle. You can find us on Facebook, the Big Man Little Man Podcast. I don't think we have a f- Instagram page yet. We'll get on. We'll get working on that. You can also find me Instagram at, at Big PR Nerd and yeah. D'Angelo Joyce. You can put that in. Making funny. Oh, making Instagram. funny. That's it. Same thing. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, just making funny or just? Yeah, well, you can put either one in. I'll, I'll come up. Twitter too. Same thing. The Double D podcast. Making funny. The yeah, D-D. Double D. Here's the thing with Big Man Little Man. At some point, um, you know, in a few years, where uh, you know the the infighting has begun. Um, <laughs> that's gonna happen, by the way. That's gonna there's gonna be like uh, there's <laughs> gonna be a moment where <laughs> D'Angelo is like in the middle of an argument going. And you know, I'm sick of being called Little Man. <laughs> you know, my whole life, people have been talking about how small I am. And so that's going to be a, a source of friction. So maybe you should change it. The Double D podcast is, but other people might think D. it's a women's show. Yeah, yeah that's true. You know, like I strippers. Told, uh, if you're strippers. Has a, has a podcast is, um, 
Oh, shit. I'm so bad with names. I'm looking at their faces in my mind. You ever do that? I mean, I'm not an older old man here. Oh, look at people fit and not know you their name. You can't remember. You can see their face in your That's mind. That's why I'm like, what's up, bro? But you can't remember their name. <laughs> hey, you. So you're trying to talk about them in a conversation. <laughs> And you're like, I can't remember the motherfucker's name. DC Benny. DC. Oh, yeah, I can remember his name. And um, who does he got a podcast with? Ben Bailey. They have the a two podcast? Bens, DC Bailey and Ben that. Bailey. All right. Okay. So I told I so, I said, I said, what's the name of Two Tall Jews? And he was like, <laughs> No. I was like, That. I said, How did y'all miss? Right. And not call it Two Tall Jews. That's the perfect. They're, perf- they're both like six three, six four. They're both taller than me. I'm six two. They're both taller than me. So they had. It's Two just called. Dudes. Is it called Ben and Ben? I think it's. I don't know what it was called. It, it's a decent podcast. They they tell stories about right. just different because they're both storytelling comedians. Right, right. Uh, uh, ben Bailey used to do Cash Cab, yeah. and DC Benny is DC Benny. Everybody knows DC yep. Benny in this area. Right. So they got yeah. their podcast together. The uh, again, they could have called the the B and B show. <laughs> Being the killer bees, the killer bees. Yeah, no, that'll run too. How uh, did you not call it the two tall Jews? <laughs> how did you not do? How did you not do? That, that would get them on a lot of like podcast lists of great podcasts. Uh, it's a catchy tall, name. How, like, we should know. We have a non-catchy name. We have a non-catchy name, and, and we should have thought afterwards. About that. We know all these catchy names, now. right? So when I hear a name, I'm like, oh, that's a good name for a podcast. like two dope queens. Two dope is, queens. That's, that's a good one. You're immediately intrigued. Like, what is that about? Mm-hmm. Like each word tells you something. About so what the you're telling us is the big man, little man podcast is not is not a catch. Well, that name. I think that well, might be. It's catchier than three guys on. It's definitely catchier than three guys For on. Sure. We're just stuck at this yeah. point. The so, black guy who tips. That makes a, you you're a, intrigued. Yeah, that's right. a good. It's mm-hmm. a good name. Yeah. You know? So long as hell to spell out though when you type it in the web address. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that, why you bookmark it. But it's a great name. It you is. Know, it is black guy tips. WTF. That's <laughs> the name yeah. of all names. What yeah. The fuck? You know. Uh, Monday morning podcast. I think uh, Burr beat everybody to that one. Yep. You know the Monday morning podcast. Yeah. Well, his is kind of an anti-catchy name too. But yeah. But because of that, it's even the Beige Philip. Yeah. Is a good name. It's Dante Nero's podcast, the Beige Philip. That's a. And first of all, Dante Nero is a catchy name. (laughs) Right. Dante's name, Dante Nero, who does the Beige Philip. Yeah. 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 So it's uh, it's it's all about. Didn't used to be. You don't even think about branding and all that kind of stuff. Branding is until key. you start hearing the good ones. So how like, about oh, shit. The, the big man and then the big on the inside? <laughs> <laughs> the somewhat big man, <laughs> you know, relatively compared to certain standards. Big in spirit. I think the Double D <laughs> podcast would catch, but you're gonna get a lot of you're gonna get a lot of freak well, dudes. People thought we were some <laughs> kind of gay show too. Yeah, three guys on. Three guys on. Yeah, like, oh, I get it. Three guys on top of me. Yeah, mm-hmm. three guys. Three tops. <laughs> Yeah, two, two we tops, were, one bottom. We three guys on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> we were merely put into that world. <laughs> so you guys put out an episode a week, like what Monday, Tuesday? Yeah, Monday, right. Tuesday we normally drop one episode, about an hour long, depending on what we're talking about. Yeah, it's fine. In and out. We had uh, when we first started, we were. I think the first had, episode was under forty minutes. Dumbly lofty ideas, or about too. forty minutes, and then the next one was about thirty-five minutes or whatever. And yeah. we were like, we were done at that point. We were like, so uh, what else? What else? <laughs> what else? <laughs> uh, what do you guys want to talk about? What else? So then we started. We finally got a little bit of uh, momentum. Got to an hour, and then it was still. We had to like make sure we filled the hour. But then it got easy. The hour got easy. Started going hour fifteen, hour twenty, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Then we started getting like into the two hour range yeah. every oh, wow. episode, right? Two plus, and we still have stuff left to talk wow. about. That's when we decided let's just 
record two episodes on split. the same day mm-hmm. and and put them out. And then we were like, okay, two hour episodes, and now it's like two hour and twenty minute episodes. We could do two two hour episodes if we wanted mm-hmm. to, but at some point we just run out of time. We probably tried to do the same, but I'm a perfectionist, so I'm always cutting, doing little breaks in the yeah, podcast. Yeah, but you'll get better at it, and you won't yeah, have to. You'll you get better to. at not so much the editing of the podcast. You'll get better at the production of, of the not speaking having, in the podcast. How long was our first podcast? You won't have so any, we did? It was. You told the one which the first four? Yeah, all the ones recording them over and over again. The ones that never came out, the lost episodes, the lost, the lost tapes. Yeah, I think the first one we had so many problems. We started at like three. We didn't finish till like eleven right. o'clock that night. It was about an hour, I think, yeah. though, right? Yeah. It was yeah. An hour. Oh wow. So was it technical issues? Yeah, it was technical issues, and then we just be like, "Oh, I, I'm like I said, I'm the asshole perfectionist." So I was yeah, like, "Oh, yeah. this sucks. Let's start over again." He just look at me like, "Hey, bro, <laughs> it's ten fifteen. I'm hungry. Let <laughs> me out try of here. To, you know how you try to be funny, be funny, and yeah. it just never works out when you nope. try to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we lost that shit pretty quickly. And eventually you just learn that funny will just spill out mm-hmm. because, hey, we're funny people. Just talk. And then uh, that helps you on stage, too, because you start learning just, oh, I'm just going to I'm just going to trust that I can be funny. Heckler, whatever. I'll talk to him. Something funny will spill out. Something funny will come. Hopefully. Yes. But no, as, as comics, hopefully. as you're comics. Smarter, you're smarter than him. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not hopeful. It's not. You're right. smarter than him. As comics, though, you do have. Mind a second to catch up. On the podcast, you do have this urge, like, I gotta get a laugh, gotta get a laugh, yep, gotta get yeah. a laugh. Especially when you're new at it. And she's like, you know, just hang back, relax. Yeah. It'll come. And if it doesn't come, then you can say, well, yeah, we should probably be funnier next time. Yeah. And then just, you know, and some people will email you and say, I love that serious episode you did. Yeah. That's what we got a lot you know? of, was like, because we talk about mental health issues and Angelo, uh, D'Angelo talks about. Just everything else. So, <laughs> <laughs> bitches. Yeah. So, um, in the beginning, we were trying to be funny, but most of the people that hit us back up was like, hey, man, it was really cool. You started talking about, we talk about mental health. So yeah. That's our biggest thing. And we're we like, got a lot of, we got a lot of positive feedback about the, the, Trish Alessandro episode. Yeah, that's that's the that's the toughest one we've done. That was yeah. a good one. It really wasn't even tough to do. As people were asking me that, was it hard for you to do? No, <laughs> it really mm. wasn't. Because everything else we did, it was just that's probably the most serious one we've ever done. Listen to people. We yeah. still got jokes. I think we still get <laughs> between she and I. We got we yeah. got some laughs in. I think the pri- primarily the feedback we get is still funny mm-hmm. when we do something funny, but. Then you can kind of think, well, people just need joke, joke, joke from us, yeah. and it's not really true. Yeah. So they they're just there for you. But you know, still most of the time, it's because what we do best is funny. But you know, the, those other mm. tangents, people that we do get people say, oh, I like when you do that. I like that thing. We Sometimes don't do as much music nearly the way we used to do music. We did no. a lot of music. We, we had a lot of music. fun. We had a lot of fun we with music. music because we, we technically can't, and yeah. I don't want to get sued. That's why we stick to the instrumentals. <laughs> yeah, Andy yeah. came into some money. We were like, mm. <laughs> oh, I was just like, I don't want to stop this. It's my name on the. <laughs> probably stop this. My name's on everything, so yeah. you know it's copyright me. <laughs> yep. So uh, I'm like, if they come after us, They're coming out of that money, <laughs> you guys are uh, skating by on that. And they so. will. Well, they'll wait until you have a number of violations yep. and say, oh, now that we've got you for 50 violations, right. now we're going to sue you. Although, usually they just send you a letter and say, take it down. And That's 99% of it, but sometimes they make an example out of people. Mm. They'll, we they'll, did a lot of music stuff. Yeah. Well, we once... Because music is a big part of a, at least yeah. myself and Andy's life, so... Once the whole thing gets figured out, which I think in the next few years it will, where podcasts can license music and just pay whatever fees they need, Everything will be fine, but we'll now we're still in the infancy that. of it, yep. of podcasting, and so no one really knows how to do that yet. 
Once you have a some type of central like podcast listen that just doesn't put your stuff out, that'll look through your content and yeah. see it, you know what I mean? Take care of that part of the work for you. Yeah. I'm waiting for somebody to do that. And then just, you know, let the fee we pay to Podbean every month would maybe be jacked up by yeah. a couple bucks yeah. to handle ass cap fees yep. and all and mm-hmm. BMI. So it'll just happen at some point. But for whatever reason, someone's going to make a lot of money by making that happen. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe they just haven't been able to negotiate all those deals. But someone's going to get rich off charging us to, to play music. So I'm going to leave this podcast so today with a new name and now a new idea to start a multi-million dollar right. I hope enterprise. so too because Breast some of our, some of our, fini- some of our funnest podcasts have been us just dissecting of songs. Or just playing a song, playing a song at a funny moment. Yeah. That's been some of our funnest our funnest moments dissecting Waka Flock of Flame. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. You know, or, or, or dissecting T-Pain <laughs> yeah. at the time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> You know Rockwell. <laughs> you know the time we, thought just, we yeah. dissected Rockwell. Just whatever comes me, up. Sometimes you know. songs just come up, and if you play it, yeah, it's a we'll fun just moment. Play a song, you know, or we'll be. My big thing is live versions of songs. Like when I download a song off the internet, I'll rip a song off YouTube, but I only rip live music now. Uh, I don't rip. I don't yeah, which rip one song, did you I don't tell rip me? Song that I can buy. I ripped that. One of the flyest ones I got is is Europa Live that I ripped. Oh God. That's, that shit's amazing. <laughs> that shit is amazing. From like 72, Montreal. Can't play it on here. Wow. <laughs> you know? And that shit is amazing. You know, Santana, you were up alive. Look that up. You sent me Marvin Gaye. Which we have played Marvin that. Marvin Gaye song you told me that's down We did play it. We were like, we yeah. can't stop playing it. Probably, um, it might be the What's Going On, where he was laying down and singing. No, it was the other one. You know, or, it was um so many man. Oh, uh, make me want to holler live. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, make me want to holler live. Yep, <laughs> yep. That's uh, and one, again another great title. <laughs> make me want to holler. <laughs> you know, make me want to holler. Great. Because uh, check out the emails. Yeah, let's hear. Well, let's hear uh, the new the new podcast. <clears throat> well, let's do the emails first because okay. uh, I want to. There's a story about the new song. I want to get your opinion on it. And we need to talk um, about the shows. Yeah, we did a couple shows this week get too. To the meat. First, we only got two emails. Derek is the first one. What's up, fellas? Since you all What's live up, around D? DC, have you started to feel the change in people or mentality of the new people coming into Nova? Uh, I'll talk about it when I talk when I talk about the, the was, show Thursday night. Was up in DC after Christmas and could see there were a lot of white people that didn't look like they fit into DC. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's DC for that's the last DC five anyway. years, ten years. <laughs> to follow up on MLK Day, what do you feel about this? Uh, he sent a couple articles, so uh, he actually it kind of touches on something we talked about last week um, with the MLK Day. So this article is from New York Times: A new Martin Luther King Jr. parade divides a Virginia town, Lexington, Virginia, which is like southwestern Virginia. For years, the weekend leading up to the observance of Martin Luther King Jr. holiday has been overshadowed here by a celebration and parade honoring two Confederate generals, which we talked about last week, Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson, Lee Jackson Day. See, when I was a kid, I mean, we never celebrated Lee Jackson Day. Mm-hmm. It was a thing in Virginia, Lee Jackson Day. But Texas, too. There was never a day off. Texas and too. I guess in certain parts of Virginia, they actually do have a parade. Like I didn't know that they actually have a Lee Jackson parade, um, and it's all, their their birthdays are right around MLK Day. So MLK Day used to be Lee Jackson King Day. They just 
combine it into one. <laughs> Sounds horrible. I <laughs> never heard of yeah. that ever. Confederate heroes. Yeah, in Lee Texas Jackson is what it's called. Yeah, Lee Jackson King Day. Um, and a lot of states have some version of Lee Jackson something something day. A lot of like southern states. Um, this year, a group seeking to, to march in honor of King obtained the sole permit available on Saturday, the day that a Lee Jackson parade is typically held. Oh, okay. I see what's going on. After presidential election, that, that has mm-hmm. left the country sharply. Oh, was that the guy? Mm-hmm. Oh. One. No, okay. Um, I was like, who's that guy just walked in the house? <laughs> Randall's getting some uh, getting maintenance new work fridge. done. New fridge. Uh, after presidential election has left the country sharply divided and emotions raw, some people in the town feared the worst, with town officials warning of, quote, unintended consequences if the King Parade went ahead. Dun, dun, dun. Wait, if the King Parade went ahead? The King Parade, you know, the parade where... The one that got a permit? Supposed to be about peace. Right. You know. But they got the, they got the permit. <laughs> So what this is, is not the Malcolm X parade. Uh, <laughs> this is the King parade. I mean, okay, whatever. It did not feel like we were doing something that radical, said one King parade organizer. Florentine Verhage, a professor of philosophy who teaches at Washington and Lee University. Uh, Lee and what Jackson. What state is this in again? Do what? What state is this in again? This is Virginia. Virginia, yeah. Yeah, this is in Lexington, Virginia. Yeah. Lee and Jackson are buried here in Lexington, a small city of 7,000 tucked among the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains near the border of West Virginia. For more than a decade, Confederacy enthusiasts have gathered on this January weekend to celebrate the general's birthday. I like Pokemon. I like the Confederacy. I'm not racist. I'm a Confederate enthusiast. Enthusiast. Um, I have a lot of enthusiasm for the Confederacy. No one is that enthused about a former country. You know what I mean? Like, no one's like, I'm an Ottoman Empire enthusiast. That's just my thing. I'm a lover of Rhodesia. (laughs) I love Rhodesia. I love muskets. I'm all about Rhodesia. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Confederacy enthusiasts have gathered on this January weekend to celebrate the general's birthdays and, quote, flag the city, a term they coined to describe standing along thoroughfares, some dressed in Civil War costume, waving Confederate battle flags. The tradition is at odds with the beliefs of many residents of the predominantly liberal college town, Washington Lee University, um, as well as Virginia Military Institute is there, VMI. Uh, defenders of the battle flag regarded as a symbol of Southern pride and heritage. Well, that's what they say out loud. But critics viewed as an emblem of bigotry and especially sensitive topic after the conviction last month of and Dylan by, Roof. And by critics, they mean right-minded people. Right. And it's <laughs> Just not, right-minded people. It wasn't any more sensitive post-Dylan Roof. I mean, I guess they brought the flag down, but people have been making noise about that for a long time. Um Dylan Roof sentenced to death, whatever. This year, long-standing tensions in Lexington increased after Ku Klux Klan recruitment flyers appeared around town last spring, promoting a group of professors and faith leaders to form an advocacy group, the Community Anti-Racism Education Initiative, C-A-R-E-I, okay? In working to establish a King Parade, they encountered resistance from both battle flag supporters who called them antagonistic for their choice of date, flag opponents, including some lifelong African-American residents who said the parade threatened to upset the delicate unspoken agreements that had allowed black and white residents to coexist in relative peace despite the town's history. That's bullshit. It's just bullshit. Don't rock the boat. Bullshit. Don't rock the boat. (laughs) Bullshit. I know people are handing out KKK recruitment flyers, but let's just, let's just, I don't want to have a fight here. They're always like, well the, well, the black people that I live by, 
I mean, they're they're not they 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 sing and they seem happy they're like articulate. they hate well, you. Yeah. <laughs> well, and but some of the night. black people in this town too are like, let's just yeah, let's just not. Okay, have that and the, conversation. the black people that are saying that that's self preservation. Yeah, <laughs> that's all some right lifelong right. African American residents who said the parade threatened to upset the delicate unspoken agreements. Exactly. Oh, they're, Keyword they're spoken. lifelong. Yeah, they're, they're spoken when you're not around. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, a walk around downtown gives a sense of what they mean. Mary Sue Forrest, 69, a white bookstore owner, said she has never felt racial tension in Lexington. She declared with pride that she was related, quote, by ex-marriage to Nathan Bedford Forrest, a Confederate general. He's the worst. He's literally the fucking worst. Never Look him up. Nathan Bedford Forrest. That's why he has three names. Forrest Gump is named after him. Look him up. Oh, really? He's the fucking worst. She did not say that he was the first grand wizard of the (laughs) KKK. Yeah, she just left that out. She left that out. Weirdly. (laughs) Told you. Look him up. (laughs) Know your history. That was back when it was just wizards. That was before they were grand. I mean, that's how far back he goes. Uh, Ted Delaney, a black professor of history at Washington and Lee, recalled having his tonsils removed inside Stonewall Jackson's former home, which was for a time the city's hospital. He said African-Americans in the town had long chosen to turn away from the painful parts of local history rather than confront them head on. Part of that, he said, involves making peace with monuments and references to Lee and Jackson, which seemed to exist on nearly every block. John Leland, a retired English professor who taught at the Virginia Military Institute and at Washington and Lee University, remembers walking into the Lee Chapel on university's campus for the first time where you think there's going to be an altar. There's Lee waiting to rise up like the second coming of the Confederacy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and this is this article just goes question on is, on. as a person of color, do you keep that job? As a professor at do a school? you stay in that town? I know, it's a liberal, liberal college. I don't know. I'm not VMI, but... Can't be too goddamn liberal. How old is the school? Uh, Washington Lee. I think it's been around for a long time. What do you do? I don't know. Self-preservation, also, black people, a paycheck. Yeah. See, also as black people, that's what they're counting on. Those black people who live, Leave it live unspoken. in that town who don't say anything about yeah, it. So what that, do you do? That justifies kind of the behavior where they're okay with it. Exactly. Yeah. That's what, the, well, that's what they're saying. Unless he sees yeah. himself as being an uh, educator and right. changing in, in some way. Are you educating, though? Well, you should be. Is it a, is it a well, battle that education, you, should you, you can be win? Say, should you be standing up and speaking about it? Is that part of education? The only way you can educate somebody on something is by pointing the something out. Right. Did he do this on purpose then? Um, to buy the to get the permit. This well, isn't just a mix. This isn't a mix scheduling mix up. <laughs> no, it's clearly there are people who want to honor Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. and so they got the permit, and they probably chose that day. Yeah, on purpose. Purposely. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, we're gonna do it on this day. <laughs> Wednesday, Jackson Lee Day. Jackson. Not anymore. <laughs> um, and then there's another article from actually a local paper, Roanoke, uh, in the Roanoke, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, Raymond Agner's gigantic Confederate flag the size of a backyard swimming pool hung <laughs> limply from its 80-foot pole on a windless summer day. Look at that sentence. <laughs> Raymond Agner's gigantic Confederate flag the size of a backyard swimming pool hung limply from its 80-foot pole yeah. on a windless summer day. I guess day. he didn't take his Viagra. I think that's what we're saying here. This article's from 2015. Raymond Agner. From its spot on Billboard saying. Hill just off... Interstate 81, the flag is easily visible to thousands of passing motorists, and it flies just north of Lexington, a city rich in Civil War history, uh, where displays of the battle flag rubbed a sore spot long before they became a national issue in connection with last month's church shooting. This is from a year ago. Uh. 
a year and a half ago. Even on days when a strong breeze raises profile, Agner's flag did not provoke a ruckus until last week when he purchased a newspaper advertising advertisement that ran on page five of the News Gazette in Lexington about the Confederate flag, the ad stated. Because of all the trouble the Democrats and black race are causing, <laughs> I place this ad. No black people or Democrats are allowed on my property until further notice. How do you know Who's somebody's going a Democrat? To their and you could see that from the highway? Yeah. I guess you could see, yeah, I guess so. I could send my daughter out there. He wouldn't know she, she was black. I mean, she probably thinks she's a Democrat. That's she's when like, you're yeah, driving well, through and your registration <laughs> and your ID automatically jumps onto the dashboard. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of leaves up there by itself. As he sat next to his red pickup truck parked beneath the flag, Agner made no apologies Wednesday for it or the ad, which led to a Facebook firestorm and an online petition demanding an apology from the News Gazette. I don't want them on my property because I have seen what they did in Baltimore and Ferguson and other places, Agner said during the inter an interview referring to protests and riots in those cities. They're not going to come on my property and do that. No one's coming on your property. That's a genuine Roanoke accent, if you guys don't know. <laughs> Is there, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm a chameleon with southern accents. <laughs> when the News Gazette published Agner's ad in its July 15th edition, it reignited a debate that has flared on and off in the Lexington area. See, this is the thing. It's not quiet. It flares up, and then people shut up about it. That's because it's Lexington, Virginia. Yeah. Sure, rhetoric is overly racist. Such rhetoric, rhetoric is overly late, racist, polarizing, and hateful. Read an online petition that called for an apology from the newspaper. We are baffled as to why the News Gazette would take money to run such a bigoted and vitriolic ad, especially given the fact that we live in an area with such a long and dark history of violence against African Americans. Publishing this ad promotes an image of Lexington and the surrounding community as racist, divisive, and unwelcoming. Well, is it not, though? I mean, publishing the ad promotes the image. But is that a true image? So a lot of people who live there think it's huh. fine, I guess. But I guess I guess this is the truth. The petition has drawn more than three hundred twenty online signatures. No one cares about online petitions. Um, <laughs> you just killed social justice warriors' dreams <laughs> all no one over cares. America. No one cares. <laughs> no one cares about fucking online petitions. Anytime I see a thing on Facebook about an online petition, no matter how many signatures are on it, everyone's like, "We're up to so many." <laughs> Like no one ever says we only got three hundred. They're like right. we got we got three hundred whole signatures. It's like no one three hundred is nothing. Even three thousand is nothing. Especially when there's typos um, in the <laughs> typos. It's like we're not taking this shit seriously. Put it to the side. Here's the thing: is that this stuff like this? Yeah, flag stuff like that. This is this is strictly on white people. I'm just I talked about that on. That's what I talked about on stage the other night at Sally's, man. Where I just said this is. This is strictly on white people when they try to break down the election. Why did it happen? What groups? It's, no, no, no. This is strictly on white. So, like this Confederate flag and stuff like that. This is strictly on them. So, there's a reason why it's allowed to. The Confederate flags are still flying, and that did the lie that it's about heritage, not hate, is because somewhere there was a white person who was like, ah, I don't want to rock the boat. Uh, I don't want. I don't want to say. I don't want it to get weird. Mm. Uh, that's, that's just Uncle Dave, Awkward. and I don't want to say anything to Uncle Dave. You know, Awkward. This is on y'all. It's not on us. Andy, you got a joke about that? Like in Virginia, you can. There's a reason why there's Northern Virginia, yeah, and then there's the rest uh, of yeah. Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. Nova, yeah. It's and and like in the presidential election, Virginia was going toward Trump, and then it's like, oh, the results from Northern Virginia haven't yeah. come in yet. Yep. Yeah. And just because I mean, there's so much more population in this area, but. This area is like, oh, we're different. I mean, not that much different. There are still plenty of conservative mm. people in this area, but it's a different 
it's it's not nearly as rural. It's a different type of people. But this Confederate flag guy, I mean, that's it becomes a First Amendment situation if he's on his property right. and he's flying the flag, even though it's big right. enough to be seen from the highway. But that flag should not be allowed to be flown in this country. Is that not against the First Amendment, though? I don't give a fuck. It's an enemy <laughs> flag. It's a flag of an enemy nation. No one, see, but nobody thinks of it like that. No one thinks of it as, this is the flag of an enemy nation. The minute they decided to fight the United States of America, they became an enemy nation. If you're an enemy nation, we're not finna fly your flag. That's No one flies the Nazi flag as anything other than this is something hateful because the Nazis, the Nazis, the Germans, who no, Nazi, no, not <laughs> the the Germans decided pretty fucking early, right after the war, we have amends to make. A get rid One of, of the all amends that we're gonna right? make is this shit is outlawed, and if we catch you doing it, we're gonna out. Now has it stopped it completely? No, but they try. They in this country though try. Because you can you can also fly a Nazi flag in this country, and you shouldn't be allowed to. You can fly. Um, you literally as long shouldn't as, be, as, long you as literally it's not shouldn't be allowed to. I, think I the rule, don't think it should be allowed. To. Well, I think the rule is basically if you're flying the American flag, it has to be on the top flag. Right. right. Like it has to be a top. Yeah. And all the other countries have to be bottoms. Right. Um, <laughs> but. So you can fly if, the American flag in an Olymp, uh, Olympic-sized pool. You can, yeah. Flag. Well, there yeah, are. What I'm saying is there are rules about flags. Right. Mm. So, like, it's a First Amendment thing. I can fly whatever flag. I, I can express whatever feelings I want. I can fly a North Korean flag if I want. I can do all that. Uh, but it is, I guess, like, I don't know if it's against a law or just a, a common practice. You can't have a flag above the U.S. flag. Right. And I guess you can't technically fly the U.S. flag upside down unless you're in distress. That's distress signal. Um, Rage Against the Machine got in trouble. They were on SNL, and uh, they unfurled the upside-down flag, and someone came running out right before they they came on and turned it back over. Yeah. I, th- I don't know if they actually flipped it back or not, but it was like a whole thing, and that's, oh, like that was part of their practices ran out. I, yeah, that was part of their stage design. It's like country in distress. You know, that's kind mm-hmm. of their whole point. But um, there's like, if not literal laws about it, there's just you know common practices but there's about. no common practice about the confederate flag yeah, I don't because we've allowed it to be this story the i like to say that the the confederate people who were in the confederacy and stuff like that they got to write the light they got to write the last 10 pages of the book the story should have ended with and they lost and they were crushed and this is how and this and these people were vanquished the end <laughs> that's how the story should have ended yeah. the story was like class and they were vanquished but we were we were we came back together as brothers, and they were valiant in the cause that they fought for and stuff like that in order to make peace with them, and that shouldn't have happened. They should have been called for what they were, and the story should they were allowed to write the last ten pages of the book, and because they were allowed to write the last ten pages of the book, this is why you see people running around yeah. like Confederate flags. This is why you see black people who are like, it's okay, That's they right. fly Confederate flags. Yeah, people flags. don't. Yeah, I'm like are you out of your mind? <laughs> are you out of your mind? Do you know what the flag represented? It just represents heritage. You might as well have a flag with a white guy drinking lemonade with black people on the plantation. <laughs> exactly. That's what it, this is symbolizing. <laughs> so that's what I see when I look at it. It's like, this is very kind of nervous. That's a beautiful that's scene. That's what it is. Oh, beautiful okay. picture. That's there. a beautiful picture. I want an above ground pool size flag <laughs> of that. You know, and we're allowed. And they they got to write the last ten pages of the story. Bill Hicks had a great bit about. <laughs> flags about how like people were saying talking about how aren't you patriotic like aren't you proud to be from America like, I don't know my parents fucked there <laughs> I didn't have anything to do with it in fact that's how you just have a flag just have a picture of your dad over your mom's bent over butt <laughs> like, like, on like, Ocean City Beach yeah cause it doesn't it's just 
having pride is like it's just oh it's just like an accident of birth. coincidence right yeah, yeah. and geography yeah. so it's but it was like a whole thing of like you know why not just have the depiction of why you're here on the flag but i i think as far as like should be allowed legally i don't know that i'd be in favor of a law saying you can't express this opinion because you know then it it does sort of compromise i don't care i'm like but this I, I, but I, I don't mean nation enemy flag is not there wasn't any gray area as far as well i take that back because as far as the confederacy we were allowed the gray area again was allowed because they got to write the last 10 pages so if you say that this is an enemy nation i mean the nazis were an enemy regime you shouldn't be allowed to fly a nazi flag in this country people died fighting against nazis and now we allow people to fly one of the best law and orders i saw you ever watch law and order and you see like little parts that stand out with you mm-hmm. There was some kids doing some Nazi shit, and the father comes down to get his son, and his son jumps up and starts hollering about Nazis, and the father smacked the shit out of the son, and he goes, your grandfather fought against those crazy fucks. <laughs> exactly. Papaya! Smacked the shit out of him. You know, because he didn't know this shit was happening in his house, which is a whole other story. But that reaction... The Nazis never got to write the last 10 pages in Germany because the Germans were too busy trying to make up for the fact that they allowed Jews to be decimated, you know, and they turned a blind eye to it because that was a big thing in America. I'm sure if I'm an American soldier and I'm liberating a, 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 a camp and there's a town right next to the camp, I might be tempted to go into that town and just shoot everybody in the town. That literally might run through my mind like, let's just go fucking... <laughs> Merc up all these people. They just allowed this. They didn't know that this was happening. Oh, we just thought it was a textile mill. <laughs> really? <laughs> we never got any see, new textiles. You didn't see all those people just going in and. <laughs> we just thought they were very inefficient because no nobody new, coming no back. New, out. No new garments came out of there. Like I needed a shirt mill. for a long time. I'm making sure. I might have been tempted to just years. to just go to the t- same surrounding town and just merc everybody up. I literally might have been tempted to do that. Just they could, they need to die. They're, they ain't serving no purpose. Because of that, they've been trying to make up for that for many hundreds of thousands of years. You know, hundreds of thousands. Hundreds, it's got to be about at least It's going to be hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Like one day. They'll Before never they get make over it. Up. One yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> but they're trying to, they're, they live in their shame. Good. <laughs> you know, you should. <laughs> you should live in your shame because you are all complicit in it. Well, that's the, the difference, I guess, is that the uh, people disagree on whether that was shame. Shameful. Right. You right. know, so it's not it's not even at that point of saying, right. I mean, I guess this town in Lexington, is, some of the people are, let's just not talk about it. That's sort of an acknowledgement. That's self, well, that's for an black people, that's self-defense. But that's an acknowledgement that, yeah. that maybe this is not a positive, you know, thing. But for other people, it's still very positive when they, they fly their Confederate flags. Like, oh, we're Southern pride and heritage, and they're trying to rebrand it and all that shit. So there's no shame. And, you know, there probably never will be with a lot of people. So what what do you what do you do? Unfortunately, like sometimes when these people fly the American flag, it kind of has the same, you know, because so the people themselves are so tainted, right? That right. I, when you wear the flag, it means something else, right? Yeah, there's still like, it's like it's still kind of it's almost like a Confederate flag painted differently. Yeah, <laughs> the, the people same that country. rock the Confederate flag, though, for the most part, those are people that feel inferior, so they need to hold on to that. You they got to puff I mean, out their what, chest. We know what they are. And we know that they're racist. So don't tell me when you when you sport that Confederate flag that I'm not, because I know. Come on, man, live in your racism, your sisms. <laughs> live in your sisms. It's not racism. It's Confederate enthusiasm. Love. Yeah, live in your sisms. 
live in your systems. Was that the only two? That's the only email. The other one good. was uh, not to be read on air, which was, I'll forward to you. Oh yeah, um, yeah. S- same same person. No 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 no. no, no different. Time? A different not to be read on air. Here, forward me email. that one. Um, it's I, it's not about that at all. It's can a, I reply to him though? Uh, yeah. Well, I'll I'll we'll talk between podcasts. It's it's not like the other one. For, okay, um, forward it to me. Hold is on, this some hate? This is some hateful shit. No 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 no. It's it's not at all. So bring it. Oh, you guys got hate mail. No, no, not yet. We'll read hate mail on air. You One time we got um, a slight disagreement email. It was years ago, though. It was uh, people have been probably on our first year. Someone, some woman from Hawaii emails. was emailing us, and she emailed us one time. Aloha, motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs> like one, we got one last week that I'm working on, by the way, and that was for something else. I just forward to that other one. Yeah. Uh, the other noteworthy email we got is from Chad Heft, who is uh, comedian Chad Heft, podcast sock puppet guest Chad Heft, and also maker of our intro song, Chad Heft, got together with uh, the same people that he worked with on the first intro song, Dustin Chalifo and Wayne Beats. Oh, yeah, yeah. John re- Wayne. Okay, I remember this. W-E-I-G-H-N, uh, if you want to look up his, uh, like, SoundCloud and stuff, he's there. So they got together for a, like a, a, a more mellow kind of song. Um, so I guess we'll play it. Now, I've talked to Chad about this, so I have an opinion on this. I guess I want to get your guys' opinion. Uh, this, They sort of debated whether to put some drums in it, and they didn't put any drums in it. And I think, my personal opinion is that it needs drums. So I side with Chad. He got outvoted, but... Um, yeah, I guess everybody can uh, we'll get their own opinion. This is Dustin on vocals, the uh, little guitar, acoustic and an electric guitar that's in the background. That's Chad Heft playing the guitar and uh, produced by Wayne Beats. Here we go. One, two, three. G. <laughs> that's good right there. Hello, my people, my friends, my nation of brothers and sisters. A tip of the cap and adapt to the beautiful podcast listeners. Three guys on, you know the one. Too black, too strong. Just keep it honest and funny, and we'll all get along. The topics at hand, they go deeper than black and white. You see something, you say something like, No, you're not fucked up, Tom. If you shoot your mouth off, deal with Uncle Randolph. Get popped and locked in a dance-off, or it's the verbal Molotov. The white warrior. Andy Klein, dropping dimes. His perception of punchlines will blow your mind. And just in time, is that Tim Miller or someone from 3SBN? The nation that was formed because Tim couldn't attend? Elton, Pop Pop, Papa Sa, Haywood, Turnip Seed. Smooth Jamaican Romaine, so I'm sure there'll be weed. Might have Russ Green or Chris Milner, the English Bay. A Frankie French with a Frankie tail coming your way. The Alexandro fam, the black guy who tips. Chadwick or JL telling us what it is. Maybe an appearance from Whatever it is, just kick back, relax, and roll up your sleeve. I'll say it one more time. All you cool cats can stay. Bitches leave. So then it just goes out like that for another minute. Now, so we can talk on top of that. Yeah, yeah. and that electric guitar in the background is Chad. Also, this is Chad on acoustic. So I like it. 
I do uh, like it. Nice. It sound. It reminds me of like the theme to Desperado, but not like the main theme, like the theme when they're just kind of walking in the desert or driving. Get that, that Western whistle going. Getting out of the car and walking. I think here's why I think it needs drums. First of all, I think it needs drums either right there at the end where it says three G O again, mm-hmm. and then the drums drum kick track in. To come in. Yeah. Or early on, like maybe eight bars in during the the vocals. Only the only reason I think it needs drums is that as a podcast intro song, it's a little sleepy, right? And it's not as hyped up. Right. It's a great outro song, but as an intro song, I think it needs a little more. I agree with that. Some it, drums, it, maybe it, a little bit of a. Chad, uh, Chad was right on this one. A what little bit of a bass line. Yeah, I was expecting a bass line. I kept waiting for the drums. It still was nice, but yeah, it's good. Don't get me wrong. It's really good. Guitar is awesome. Yeah, it's really good. Don't get me wrong. Like, I guess my place where drums would come in would be like shoot your mouth off, deal with Uncle Rand. Like right about there. I'll lower line a little bit. Hello, my people, my friends, my nation of brothers and sisters. A tip of the cap and adapt to the beautiful podcast listeners. Three guys on, you know the ones. Too black, too strong. Just keep it honest and funny, and we'll all get along. Yeah, I kind of, I was, I I kept kind of feeling for the drums to start. I I got it where this, what this reminds me of. There's a scene in in, uh, Desperado where he's, uh, Quentin Tarantino's in a bar. No, it's Steve Buscemi's at the bar, and he's telling Cheech a story. And there's music playing behind him as he tells this story about a guy who went into a bar drinking. He's telling a story about the gun, about the gunman, and uh, it sounds like that the, the guitar is playing. Yeah. And he's talking on top of the guitar, so it, it reminds me of that. Which, by the way, I like. <laughs> I'm not. I like well, here's, that a lot. Here's my vote for where the drums come in. It's when he says, "Deal with Uncle Randolph." So we're gonna listen back. Hello, my people, my friends, my nation of brothers and sisters. This is our in the air tonight. Yeah. You gotta wait on the drums. Three guys on, you know the one. Too black, too strong. Just keep it honest and funny, and we'll all get along. The topics at hand, they go deeper than black and white. You see something, you say something like No, you're the fucked up tough. If you shoot your mouth off, deal with Uncle right there. Randolph. Somewhere around there. Locked in a dance-off, or it's the verbal Maltal. I think on deal with Uncle Randolph, the drums are dropping down. Now we have a, now we have a drum beat going yeah, behind. Yeah, for the rest of the song. And just yeah. in time, is that Tim Miller? Oh, well, for this, uh, so we got the drum beat, drum beat, drum beat. Go ahead and play it. So we got the drum beat, drum beat, drum beat, drum beat. Drum beat. Jamaican go, wind it back? No, no, no. Oh, okay. All this is drum beat. Yeah, it could start there. Well, let me just runs and runs and runs. The fam, the black guy who tips. Chadwick, JL, telling us what it is. Maybe an appearance from Whatever it is, just kick back, relax, and roll up your sleeve. I'll say it one more time. All you cool cats can stay. Bitches leave. And then the drum beat comes out. I think. Well, I think the bitches But I think the uh, plan B would be on 3GO. 3G. And then the drums hit. And then we start talking. Yeah, yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that could definitely work too. That's also. And then they could do two versions, I guess. But if it's just without drums up until that point, that is like in the air tonight where you're like, when are they going to come in? Right. Where are the drums coming in? And then we start talking. And right on 3GO, drums kick in. Do you think it's too long? It's a minute and a half before, up to that point. I mean, it gives us stuff to do. Was I think it's fine. It's a minute and a half Whatever it yeah. is, up to that back, second 3GO, which I think is just right. Cool cats can stay. Bitches leave. Oh, yeah, the drums. 
Drum start underneath yeah. underneath the guitar. Yeah, yeah, you're right. All right, and then we talk so, about yeah. That's you're, that's you're right. that's uh that's get an, actually get a minute, an Andy Klein for an engineer. Made at forty. Yeah, you guys, you can just Skype me in next time you're having a, a, <laughs> a vote in the studio. That's like what I do, I have good instincts, and let's work on that bass line, guys. <laughs> um, so that's Chad's uh, second contribution to intro music. That's a little bit more mellow. Um, Which I asked for, by the way. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, and I, I really like it. So. And Chad, I think I was texting with Chad earlier, and he mentioned that they could always put beat, put a beat behind it. But uh, well, well, we work. now have over, over, overvoted you guys. Well, now <laughs> the question is, where does the beat kick in? And so, yeah. you know, I like, I like the idea of doing it. Either on the on the, the Uncle Randolph or at the second three G O. Yeah, or both. Maybe do two versions. I but like that, um, I like that idea. And then uh, you know, it's a little little uh, little baseline in there. Where are we at on this one? Forty four. Okay. You want to talk about the shows we did? Because we yeah. both did shows. I thought we were on the same show last week, but it turns out that's we were on. That's what I thought. Because I got added late. I didn't have all the details in front of me. But we both did shows as part of this What a Joke comedy festival, you nationwide guys do, festival. You guys weren't invited? No? no oh, well. No, oh, that's cool. It's good. Wasn't that, it wasn't awkward. that. It wasn't that. We're not going to talk <laughs> for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> wasn't that. You guys didn't get, we'll they didn't want you guys to give you comedy? They didn't, it's, you, no, it's oh, well, you fine. know. It's cool. You know. You'll get a chance someday. It happens. The ACLU will need It wasn't any big deal. It wasn't like there was a lot of people at the show. It wasn't sold out. Every show was sold out for this festival. They have like six or eight shows in D.C. alone. Yeah. And that shows and you across can get the on country. one of them, yeah, and all different <laughs> comics. That shows across the country. All the uh, kind of comics I'm to raise money for ACLU. All the shows in DC sold out. On Thursday was when we did our shows. Yeah, I was at the DC Draft House. And I was at Beer, Beer Baron. Baron. They they were sold out, um, which is I think 130 at the at the Draft House. Beer Baron's I heard 175. Yeah, it was full, which packs that place. Yeah, it was I full. I don't know you could put 175 yeah. at Beer Baron. They went all the way to the back and all the way to that side area. That whole side area was full. Yeah, they went yeah. all the way to the back. Yeah. Over there, girl. See her right there? Is that her phone? Your daughter has yeah, some people on no, people's shoulders. Phone. Oh. Holding them up. Yeah. You really yeah. got to see this shit. This is good. So uh, my show was, because um, you closed your show. Yeah. I filled in for Chris Milner, who had to bow out because of a medical issue. Shout out to Chris Milner. I haven't texted him. I should have probably texted him. He back. texted me to tell yeah. him, but he didn't tell me that it had burst. So that's when she appendix. told me that I was like, "Oh, he's out." Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's he had an appendix issue. Yeah, uh, which, and he'll never have one again. There you go. Um, so then I filled in my show. Uh, I went up second to last. Sarome so Russell closed it, and of course he killed it. He's a beast. But um, my show was. I was talking to Sarome about it. It reminded me of Easton, Maryland, the Avalon Theater. It was like older, liberal white people. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of silver-haired liberal, like, well, and then there's some younger people too. Mm-hmm. But there's probably eight comics on the show, maybe not. Every time a comic did anything mildly political, Trump bashing, huge response. If you just did your normal act, they were fine with it, but they were definitely into that. So it could have become like a fucking pep rally. If, if you wanted to go get an easy laugh as a comic, you'd be fucking hate Trump, right, guys? And then they would just cheer for you. Am I right? Cheeto fingers. Right, guy. Yeah, he's so stupid. Um, so I did a little bit of, you know, I have a couple lines in my act about Trump. I did that, and then I just my, did my normal set. But they were there for that reason, like to be have political comedy and also specifically bashing Donald Trump. So, mm-hmm. But it was a really good crowd. They were, they were into it. 
Yeah, my show was at Beer Baron. I went in. Uh, shout out to um, Twitter name D Asia Ali or at Brains and Buns. She's a, a podcast fan who came out. Came out to the show. We had a drink. I took a picture with her. By the way, Brains and Buns. Good podcast title. Great, great uh, podcast <laughs> title. Brains and buns. Brains and buns. Great title. I think title. that's what we're going to change our name. Brains and buns. Brains and buns. <laughs> Brains and buns. You can then put the audience. You decide. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about cooking. We're not making buns. We don't show our face for the first four podcasts. We just show our ass. Yeah, brains and buns. Uh, she came out. We had audience members bought tequila shots for everybody. She she got hers too. Um. Got there earlier. It was me and me, Jared Stern, Chelsea, um, a kid I didn't know who was funny, a girl from LA who was funny. I didn't know either of them. Yeah, there's a guy from LA at my, or San Francisco at my show. Nate Johnson hosted. He's walking again. Yeah. All right. Although he was sitting a lot in between, but he, was he had a foot on. issue. Yeah, he had a foot issue. Um, oh, yeah, we talked about it. Good gout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we talked about it. The gout. I don't, I don't want to give away the medical history on our podcast, but you know, you got to uh, say if you say gout, you got to have the in front. The gout. Yeah, the gout. The gout. It's Terrible like your podcast name. The gout. Yeah. <laughs> but, if put a, but if you put an S on it, though, it's good though. The gouts. Yeah. <laughs> now it's a good podcast name. Diabetes. The gouts. <laughs> the uh, I thought it was a great show. Um, I I closed it. Everybody did ten at fifteen. Uh, you're right. The audiences were. I didn't do a lot of Trump stuff. I had some, but I felt like I was against time. I sh- yeah. You know I, what I mean, I felt, I felt like I like could have done more, time. but I almost had that like, like I want to. I don't want to just do a pep rally. Neither did I. You know, because it was it was like easy. Yeah. You know, for the guy before me, Matt Lieb, who's from San Francisco, he he had his whole act is like a lot of social commentary. It wasn't like pep rally yeah. shit. But he has a lot of stuff. He had stuff about like gay rights and you know this and that. He destroyed. Like yeah. when I went up after him, the crowd was like, "Oh, regular jokes." Yeah. Uh, but like I could have stuck to that script because I have yeah. enough for that stuff in my act. But yeah, there was definitely feel like anytime you mentioned, you yeah, know, the because the that was the Thursday was the night of the concert in D.C. Right. The and that was yeah the 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 first night of like maybe traffic issues. I took a picture of a truck, an SUV that had fucking antlers all over it. Saw that. And um, I was behind another truck that had like four different flags waving uh, and a, some kind of Trump sticker on the back. And then in the back window, it said something about Russia or something. It was just all kinds of like crazy. So the vibe in the city was like, let's bash the fuck out of these idiots. It was who a are, meme truck. Who have def- <laughs> it was a, yeah, it was a meme on wheels. <laughs> so I think a lot of people in the crowd were also like, Ah, oh, fuck these people! What are they? They're you know, they're in our city for a day or two. Yeah, I uh, on our show Chelsea did a lot of gay gay rights stuff, which was good. She also did a great joke. What is about, she gay? Yeah, a little bit. She also <laughs> did a great. She also did a great joke about uh, white men being serial killers, which was fantastic. Um, hey, man, Wayne Williams. Okay, the one. <laughs> Benjamin Himmelfar went up in front of me. He didn't do anything. He didn't really like that. He just did his act. Yeah. yeah, he did his act. So I did I did this bit I did at um at uh Solly's that as much as I love Barack Obama and I do love Barack I'm about to burn the joke. I do love Barack Obama because Barack Obama <laughs> is um Barack Obama's me. I actually was thinking about today, and I have more stuff to add into that, the why. But Barack Obama's me. But as much as I love Barack Obama, and I really love Barack Obama, I love Joe Biden a little bit more. 
just a little bit more, just a little bit, but it's a different kind of love. And I said, why do you, why do you, why would I love? Because while Barack Obama is, is your professor that it's just, people say Barack Obama's like your dad. No, he's not. Barack Obama is your professor of like African American studies who took an interest in you when you were like a freshman, you were like fuck off freshman. Right. And he took an interest in you and it's, he got you on the path and he helped you get your shit together. And from there on out, it was like, Oh, I got a professor. I got to I got to make sure professor Obama's proud of me. And, and you know, and <laughs> you call him years after college. Anytime you have a problem, something involving academics or something like that, or you, you he checks in on you every now and then just to see how you're doing. That's Barack Obama. He's your Furious Styles, right? Right. That's pro- or he's the <laughs> or Furious Styles in college is what I called him in higher learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if Furious Styles became a professor, that's <laughs> in higher learning, right? <laughs> you know, that's Barack Obama. Uh, Joe Biden is your cool ass Uncle Joe. That's the just the flyest uncle. Everybody, every black family got that fly uncle, the one who's yeah, he's always got the flyest, flyest car, the rule breaker, got the prettiest wife, Miss Jill, got the. Miss Miss Jill. Jill's nice to you. She helps you out with your shit. You know, she's the one who helps you with your with your student loan shit. Sit down, baby. Let's talk about this. I'll help you fill out your. <laughs> Thanks, Miss Jill. Uncle Joe was the one who was when you were uh, when you you was trying to figure out how you're gonna take your girl to the prom. He was like, I don't know how I'm gonna take her to the prom. I don't got no money to get a limo. You can use my car. What? <laughs> I could, try, I, could take the, I, could take, I could take the new no the new Cadillac. Can I take the new Cadillac. Sure, you can use my car. <laughs> you trying to do something nice for your girl on Valentine's? I don't know what I'm gonna do. Why don't you bring her to my place and cook for her? <laughs> I could just use her place. Sure. Can I use a hot tub? Yeah, you can use a hot tub. That's Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe bailed you out of jail that time. Remember <laughs> when I said that? All the dudes went, "Oh!" I said, "Uncle Joe bailed you out of jail that time." Remember? Remember when Uncle Joe bailed you out? And you got you got picked up that time. You were scared. You know you were gonna call your parents. You were scared. You don't know what you was gonna do. And he was like, I'll, "I'll call Uncle Joe." Uncle Joe came down there, put you in the Cadillac. Uncle Joe didn't even say nothing to you. He just drove home with just looking at you. Just tough night, huh? <laughs> and you was like, oh, "I gotta get my shit together." <laughs> Y'all talked about it years later. Get my life right. <laughs> Y'all was in the kitchen talking about it. your dad. Came in there years later. Why'd you get arrested? Oh. Uh, <laughs> Well, Uncle Joe, time? Uncle Joe bailed me out. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph, <laughs> so Uncle Joe. So I, and I said, uh, the last thing I said was, uh, "Who did right by you all them years?" And the audience said, "Uncle Joe." I said, oh, "See, you got to call him." Yeah, that was how I cut. And then I said, "Well, normally I would just end my act right there, and I would just walk off." I said, "But I feel like in this, I'm the last comic, so I'll say tonight that." Uh, there's a line from a movie called New Jack City where they say CMB, we all we got. Stick together during these next however long this time is of Trump because you know, I said ain't a motherfucker maybe gone in a week. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> and also get into dealing drugs. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> and taking over a whole apartment complex. Yeah, the whole building. <laughs> it's recession-proof. In fact, it benefits from recession. It does. Yeah. But stick together during this time because we all look out for each other because we all we got. Look out for each other. Thank you, all and I walked off. It seems like Obama would give advice on some of those. Hey, my girl found out to go. Oh well, there's uh, hotels. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're up the street. Uh, <laughs> decent prices. Exactly. <laughs> but he is bailing people out now. He's letting everybody go. He's like, oh, wait, up, oh, you're gone. Yeah, you're <laughs> gone. Go home. Oh, dime bag. No, no, get him out of there. Yeah, well, constitutional law. He's always. I guess he's always felt like the. He said that the laws, the laws are too are so out of whack. It's like, well, what can I do to fix this a little bit? Right. You're out, lady. <laughs> Grandma, you're out. You're out. You're out now. You're out. Jaywalking? No. Here's a funny thing. I took the metro in. Did you drive? 
I drove. I took the metro. I checked first, and there was a way in from where I was coming that was fine. So I got on at Pentagon City. There was really nobody in going down. When I changed the metro center, this girl got on, girl, younger than me, with two kids, teenage kids, boy and a girl. The boy had the the Make America Great hat on. The girl was having a hat, a pennant with Trump's face on it. Immediately in my head, I'm like, why would you tell your daughter that this is a person to cheer for? Your your girl child. Okay. (laughs) Okay. At that time, I had the foreign exchange in my headphones. I was fine. Uh, Got out, walked. The energy was flat. There's no energy. The buildup to Barack Obama's inauguration the first time, there was buzz in the city for literally two months leading up to that. From wherever the... The day after the inauguration to the actual, the day after the election to the inauguration, it was buzz, 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 buzz. The thing was, are we going to see Barack Obama? You know, that was all kinds of buzz leading up to it. I can remember just black people flying in. I can remember seeing just black people walking around the, the mall, just immaculately dressed. Okay. No buzz. There was no buzz, which is evident now by looking at the pictures of the inauguration. The reason why there's no buzz is because there's nobody here. Nobody Which here. tells you everything you need to know. Except for those <laughs> trucks. There's a, a few random trucks or people with the hats on. Right. Uh, Which I did see a couple. Yeah, walking around. Um, yeah. I wasn't in the city on Inauguration Day. I've never been in the city on Inauguration Day, though. I went so, to the first one. Yeah, I don't necessarily have anything to compare it to, but it was more like a, like a second inauguration. Right. Like when someone gets reelected, there's not as much buzz. I think even on the second inauguration, there wasn't as much buzz. Obama's but there was way more buzz than this shit. Obama's crowd was like less, yeah, a million less be, people. There's going to be less, on the second but there's one. still buzz around the city. A little bit. No it's just, buzz. but it's, it's not a, it's not a, it's a second one. It's not a big deal. It seemed like that, like, oh, whatever. It's a shrug. It's like a third yeah, election. Like, seems like, it seems like I was living here during Bush's second inauguration. And I remember going to see a tell during that, January taking 05. the subway in. Yeah, seems like I was here during that, and I seem to remember something along those lines because I remember going in and people going to inauguration parties, and there was even a buzz then. Not a huge buzz. No, it's, a, was it's the second term. It's nothing like this. There was nothing. I mean, nothing. And then I'm watching. I'm standing in Metro Center. This is going in, and I see an older couple, it's a man and woman and another woman, and they're clearly going to an inauguration party because they were dressed to the night, and they were older white people, older, a guy and two women. By older, I mean, say, 70s, going. This is the first people I saw going to an inauguration. They were immaculately dressed, all in black. They looked like vampire aristocracy. That's the first (laughs) thing that popped into my head. I was like, they look like fucking vampires. From any of the Underworld movies, like the, the vampires who were in charge from the Underworld movies. They yeah, were like yeah. that. I was like, what the? What the? F-? And clearly, I wasn't the only one to notice because a couple brothers was like, mm. They looked like the Trump brothers in 40 years? Yeah. 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 It was, cre- it was creepy. <laughs> it was creepy looking. I'm like, yeah, from the future? Coming back when I was in the, uh, I got in Metro Center again, coming back. Now it's late. The parties are over. Okay. So now, what I'm about to say is going to sound like a diss, and I'm saying it for jokes. I'm not. I'm just telling you what I saw. I am making fun of people a little bit, but I'm telling you what I saw, okay? Okay, so it's all people who went to inauguration. They're all older and white. First of all, uniformly, they're white. Uniformly. Uh Secondly, they're older 
than me. I'm going to be 48 next week. This week now, when the podcast drops, right? They're older than me. Okay, so that puts them in their mid to late 50s and early 60s, 70s. Older than me, all white. None of their clothes fit. They what do you look mean? like they look like young kids dressed up for the prom who were like wearing their dad's suits mm. or or went to a went to some like cut rate tuxedo shop. Right. None of their clothes. It was weird. When I saw the first couple, I was like, oh, that guy's jacket don't fit. Hmm. That's interesting. I heard dress is kind of tight. Then I see another couple, I'm like, that guy's jacket don't fit either. And her dress is tight. Then I see another couple. I'm like, that guy's dress, jacket, and pants don't fit. <laughs> and her dress is tight. That's when I started paying attention. I was like, none of their clothes. Why don't any of their clothes fit? Because they they because only have one exactly. good outfit. And they don't have any money. <laughs> and they don't have any money. And I guarantee the suit coat had the three gold buttons on the side. Right. <laughs> right. Always the three gold All buttons. I don't know where that is, but always the three of, gold buttons. There's an anchor on the buttons for some <laughs> the reason. Few like, young, <laughs> the few young dudes I saw. <laughs> Why is there an anchor a Ross dress for less buttons on the side? A <laughs> <laughs> few young dudes I saw coming to the, I saw a young couple who, who got on. The dude was about, dude was about 300 pounds, fat guy. Of course, his, his shit didn't fit. His girl shit didn't fit. They were about our age. They were like the youngest couple. Their shit didn't fit. I saw a woman standing there with her shoes off. I'm like, you got your shoes off in the Metro Center of D.C.? The shoes didn't fit. You going to get fucking that. <laughs> of course their, they did. Uh, the like, whites only prom. Fucking HIV on. on your feet, bitch. Do you know where you're at? Foot AIDS. You ever heard of foot AIDS? Foot AIDS. <laughs> Do you know where you're at? Love foot, foot. love foot AIDS. Do you know where Great you're podcast at? Great podcast. Put fucking shoes on. You know? <laughs> It was just that was just because I remember from the first inauguration looking at black people going to parties, not just black people, but majority black people immaculately dressed. All Can that parties. be said though for any situation? Maybe black people tend to <laughs> Maybe. tend to show out a little more in those situations. But 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 this was a situation to show out. <laughs> No, this is, this is what I'm saying. So <laughs> this is what I'm saying. First of all, you got two. There's two factors going on. One, you've got people in there. Let's say around 60 year old range, which is prime give up mode. You're lucky they weren't wearing sweatpants. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> this is give up mode uh, age for white folks. We talking white folks? For a lot black of black people, don't give up. Well, black look, people hold on all the way to the end. No, there's a t- yeah, I'm, I'm tying it in. So <laughs> okay, give up mode. Obviously, you don't you don't show up in sweatpants to a yeah. to a big deal party, but. You have that one suit jacket that you've been wearing for years, and you may have bought it when uh, baggy suits were in style. You know, Arsenio era, 92, right? It has seven buttons. No one knows why. <laughs> but that's what you got. It's in your closet. Two buttons are in. You got you, Yours has three or four buttons. You know, yeah. like whatever the style is now doesn't matter. Your, your closet has that one suit, that one nice dress, whatever. And you're not going to go buy new shit for your trip to D.C. You're just going to take your nice nice to you suit jacket put it on over that polo shirt with your company's logo on it <laughs> and get some khakis and go i just say to andy up he knocks it down <laughs> that was brilliant all day but it's but it's like you know it's like yeah like all their clothes are from promotions like giveaways so, <laughs> a lot of logos companies that were defunct 20 years ago does that say Jolt Cola? It's an Enron. It's an Enron shirt. <laughs> an Enron shirt. Never been worn. It's right out of the plastic. So I think there's the combination of give up mode and 
I got my one good outfit. There's a comic uh, years ago that um, I barely even remember his act, but he had one great bit about how he likes uh, he likes going to court to see what people's version of their good clothes are. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but it's like that. This is their version of their good clothes, and they're not going to go like, let's say, black people or people. Obama's inauguration also was a much more special occasion. Right. Right. Where I'm going to buy a new outfit. But they, it was a special occasion to us. This was yeah. their special occasion. But this, not, is, this their, is not. We're getting our country back. Trump is not get a. Get out uh, my good suit with the with the shiny elbows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get out the good suit with the patches on the elbows. Um, the stain is kind of on the side on the shirt, so it'll it'll be hidden under the jacket. The, Trump is not a buy a new outfit president. He's get your old shit out of the closet. <laughs> Trump has no style. Yeah. yeah, Obama's first inauguration was a buy your new out buy a new outfit occasion. So when Trump was like. They're selling out of dresses. I'm like, no, they're not. No, they're not. They're packing dresses in their suitcase and driving them in. <laughs> no, dresses from years ago. No, they're not. And that's why the dresses are too tight, because they've gained weight. The jackets are too big, because jackets used to be baggier. Yeah. Suits used to be bigger. So you can wear, you can rock that suit from 97. Oh, and a lot of people that got on my train, I'm on the, I'm on the blue line coming this way. So these are people from deep Virginia. Uh, ride the train yeah, yeah. up to, ride the train up to, I guess, Franconia. Get off, drive him to Franconia, get off, and then come on in. Like yeah, the one Royal dude Oaks had finest. the one dude had the uh, had, his jacket was fucking huge. It looked yeah. like a zoot suit jacket. Yeah, and he had shoulder uh, pads. He had the Confederate general mustache. Of That's course, the first shit I thought. He had a pool size flag. He was dragging. Me <laughs> <laughs> That's the first shit I thought when I saw him. Isn't there a different incentive though? I saw a young dude who had like a raccoon, one of them old timey 1920 raccoon jackets. Oh Jesus! Like, oh, what no. are you doing? Ooh. That really caught my. I'm like, you've got a fucking costume <laughs> on. Oh, and I saw three young white boys walking with the Make America Hate great Make hats on. Hate. That's walk, a good one. Well, I kept my when I saw them come downstairs, I kept my eye on them. Because I was like, look at these motherfuckers here. Because they were walking fast through. I was like, uh-huh. There's trouble right there. <laughs> There's trouble right there. I was talking to Andy about that. When you see like four young white dudes together, there's nothing more dangerous looking than just four young college-age white In guys. In an alleyway behind a dumpster. Yeah, <laughs> just walking. I'm like, y'all just look like rape. <laughs> <Y'all> just, <laughs> like, like, rape had a look. It's that right there. It's like four young college-age white dudes with three of them got their hats to the back. Yeah, the backwards hat is a big, a big tell. You know, like yeah, y'all the just, hat's probably red. Yeah, like y'all, you motherfuckers. Yeah, it was three of them walking through fast. Yeah, and uh, me and another brother was watching them. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I see you. <laughs> I see you. Yeah, I noticed that. That yeah, it was, it was, it was uh, strange. Like I wanted. I'm trying to think of the right adjective. I guess weird is not the right. I adjective. didn't see a lot of people out there. It was disheartening and strange looking. I didn't walk around much. I just saw that couple trucks. I didn't see the bikers for Trump or any of the other sort of visible groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and yeah, like I didn't go. I didn't get on the metro or anything. I saw one of them at Pentagon trying to buy a trying to figure out how to use a machine to buy the pass. Oh, yeah, yeah. He Those machines a, are confusing. He had a biker's vest on. <laughs> I was like, should I help him? The DC Metro is a no. little bit complicated. <laughs> You're on your own, buddy. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was like, should I help him? How do Excuse I get me. to the Capitol? Go to Capitol Heights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why you got to roast. White people need to roast each other more because we don't let each other come on the house like that. Yeah. You be yeah. on black. You be on Twitter. You be a meme. Everything. Yeah. You can't show up anywhere. Yeah. Well, it's funny black, you were saying like how crap. don't buy nice clothes. I would have bought a, night, a new thing. Right. Black people just automatically do that. I, before I would fight in kickboxing matches, I would buy a new gi. Mm. 
just because I need some new geek pants. I'm, I'm fighting today. Marshalls in Tyson's Corner has some good shit yeah, out Yeah, it's right going to Marshalls. I'm sure. <laughs> they have Marshalls wherever these people came from. <laughs> um, I think if Hillary would have won, I think it would have been new outfit different. time for women. I think yeah. a lot of the dudes, though, would have been like, I get my old jacket out, you know? So it's buttons. only if the jacket fits. The yeah, but that's buttons. that's the good thing about old suits. They all this? are bigger. They're, that's the style back then. So even 20 years ago, the style was bigger. So you can rock that old suit when you've gained 50, 60 pounds. At least the jacket, maybe not the pants. Put the jacket on over some... You'll grow, you'll grow into it. Yeah, you'll grow into it. It's you always clothes bigger. for life. <laughs> if you have this fucking Euro cut stuff that's out there now, the skin, you're never going to wear that again. Two years from now, it's not going to fit you. So... You know, good for them. But yeah, Trump is not like, um, he's not, he doesn't He excite. looked like he rented his tuxedo for the inaugural. Trump, he probably did. He probably just, I mean, I did, I saw the, a little bit of the first dance thing. It was horrible. And he's like singing along to My Way yeah. of all songs. Like, I'm sorry, he, he should have just kicked Melania off stage <laughs> and just done his own little two-step. She looked like she was mouthing the words to bad karaoke. She was doing that, uh, I'm in danger blink. <laughs> Like hoping someone picks up on the fact that she's in danger. I can't swim. <laughs> right. Help. Someone help, help me, please. Help. Help me. I don't know this man. Help me, please. She's fine. Let her dance. <laughs> it's okay. I saw a little footage of that. I didn't see any of the Thursday concert with like three doors down. I don't even know if that was I saw TV. a bit of the three doors down because they were on at work where I was at. I didn't pay attention. You know who I feel bad for is the guy who- uh, Three doors down? Well, the guy, there's there's a guy out there. I'm sure there's a guy out there, uh, a left leaning guy who's a huge fan of Three Doors Down, who's always wanted to see them live. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he never could. He never could. He and could now never he never see. can. Yeah. So, he's, but this was his chance. This was his one chance to see Three Doors Down live. Like they don't tour much. They don't come to my town. Whatever. So he came in. He had to endure all this other shit. To see three, there's, I'm sure there were some people who were there just. That's why they bring those artists in. Mm-hmm. Some people are there more for the, for the artists. You know, they're not there Did for. Did Kid Rock perform? I don't think so. It was weird because Kid Rock. Yeah, he was so vocal. I thought he would perform. Kid so Rock would should have been like the the headliner on that show. I wonder if Kid Rock would have performed if he still had the little midget with him. <laughs> that, that little whatever that dude's name yeah. was, Lil Rock, Lil Rock, Big Lil, Big Rock, Lil Rock podcast, the Kid Rock, Lil Rock uh, podcast. Kid Rock sells and sells pro Trump. My mom's birthday, new suit. Oh, is that a picture? Nice. <laughs> okay, so this is you want a new suit for your mother's birthday? Yeah. Well, I didn't wear a tie because it was San Antonio. Was because it was hot shit. out. Yeah. Well, so yeah, and that makes sense. It's your mother's birthday. You guys dressed up. Rock was not That's a new suit uh, situation. Trump, nah, not so much. Yeah, no. Trump's thing is not even dry clean your old suit. <laughs> it's just pull it out and hope for hope for the best. Pull clothes out the hamper and just show up. <laughs> yeah, get it off the pile. We don't even need to talk about the talk about the shoes. Is that a ketchup stain? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it was. It's, it's from a, a brand of ketchup they don't make anymore. <laughs> it's, uh, it goes back a number of years. <laughs> So if you look at the you look I, at the numbers of just the remember when we had Hardee's yeah Hardee's oh I went God. to Hardee's one day and I got a <laughs> I got a stain on my jacket it was Roy a Rogers of, my job interview suit that's what it was back oh, then good. that's good <laughs> um, but yeah I didn't see much because I had to show that and I didn't see really any of the concert I didn't watch any of the inaugural ball last night except for the clips of the dance the first dance how was that uh, was it ridiculous he's first of all the opening the the dance song is my way 
which I did it my way. The Sinatra song. Trump's yeah. Trump, that's Trump's choice. And Jesus. he was singing along to the hook. I did it my way. He was mouthing the words once or twice, which is probably his favorite song ever because it's a self-indulgent, you know, I conquered the world kind of song. So I just noticed that I saw that, but I didn't see anything else from the inaugural ball. I didn't see anything. Uh, really, I didn't watch the swearing. Yet. I don't watch any of that stuff. I didn't, see I didn't any watch of any of that either. I watched a little bit of the fucking speech that he didn't write. <laughs> but Bane speech. Yeah, that's what everybody was saying. I looked at some of the comparisons. I was like, yes. Yeah, was that one line? That was, there's some uh, lines in here. Jacked it from Bane. Yeah, the uh, we're giving the power back to you. It's the people. Yeah, which is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> the, the people are so stupid. They believe it. Like you guys are idiots. I saw the you believe um, anything this man says. I watched uh, the Obamas get on the helicopter. I saw that. Part, I saw that part. Uh, with the little like awkward handshake, kiss on the cheek. When they were like, you know, Michelle Trump and didn't Melania even touch or, her lips uh, to him. No, I noticed that. No, she was like, what the "Fuck," you know. So they, I saw that. I saw a f- you know, bits and pieces of it, but I didn't really. I didn't see any of his speech at all. Yeah, I wasn't I watching that shit. Yeah, I didn't. That's how I, felt. I haven't watched any anything really since. Uh, I don't know. I haven't watched anything. I didn't watch anything from Thursday forward as far as news and stuff like that. I didn't yeah. want to. I don't like listening to the lies. So it's emotion porn. That's all it is. Also, don't like um, I don't like the way liberals are going. I have been keeping up with people on Facebook, just kind of watching again. I did that after at the election, and just kind of watching and listening to the dumb shit that people are saying. You know, just watching. You know, we um, must heal. Well, just little things that people are making excuses for. Like the guy said, apparently in one of the prayers, the guy was the prayer breakfast. The guy was like, "God bless our our allies and people around the world who think like us." So basically, he said, "God bless the USA and no one else." Yeah, that's yeah. basically what. Yeah, he said. fuck them all. That's basically what this man said in a prayer, and people were like, "Well, I don't think that's what he said. What he was saying was, I'm like, no, you're fucking stupid." If you well, if that's that. not this <laughs> thing, stupid. If you when that, that shit happens. You can end it with God bless America. Yeah. When you throw in the and no one else extension. Yeah. You there's a reason you put that in there. Right. Everyone who thinks like us and basically you're saying only only only, us, only right. our friends. So you didn't have to put that. So he that's what he meant. Right. Cuz he could have just not said that part. Right. And it would have been the normal you know prayer that people say. Right. And I saw a woman who said apparently Trump said something about God in his speech because he believes that, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> and this woman, this woman was saying, well, you know, it's nice to hear a president talk like that because presidents don't ever talk like that. Oh, I'm, like, that. I'm yeah. like, oh, bitch. And then the, but the guy who's interviewing her doesn't say anything. Right. They cut back to Lester Holt and Lester Holt's like, you know, they, he, Barack Obama ended every speech Would with have been better God bless, bless, Holt, God like bless yeah. America. He ends every speech with that. Every speech. It's kind of a requirement for presidents to do that. To do you, that can't, right. you can't, if you're a president and you don't say that, you're going to get in trouble. That's right. why there's never going to be an atheist president because you have to, even if you don't believe, you have to pretend you believe. Yeah. Right. He ends every speech with that. Yeah. Every speech. But you say he doesn't, this is the first time you've heard a president end a speech with that? Okay, you're either a liar or you're delusional. Or she you she thinks listening. he's a Muslim and she, she doesn't, she thinks that his religion is never brought up because he's a Muslim. He doesn't. He sh- he should right. be saying, you know, Allah Akbar. Right. That's yeah. what she thinks. Yeah. Which, by the way, it means God is great. Right. God is great. Yeah, but it's a different. It's just God. It's a different Allah language. Is God. Yeah. Exactly. There's more than one language in English, right? Right. Yeah. It's just yeah. a different language. You moron. <laughs> people are letting people are letting shit like that go. Uh, the thing of 
well, Trump Trump supporters didn't show up because they have to go to work. Like, oh, shut the fuck Working up. Working in the coal mine. Shut That's the fuck up with that. I thought they were employed. In the textile mills. You know, I, was, uh, I lost my job in the coal mine, but I still go in and not draw a paycheck because <laughs> I know, love work. What you should be saying is they couldn't get here because they didn't have any money because of Barack Obama's <laughs> policies. But you didn't say that. You just said, well, they have to go to work. Well, if they have to go to work, they're going to work because of Barack Obama, you fucking idiots. You know, I have this great job in the coal mine. I wanted to go to Trump's inauguration. I asked my boss for a day off and he punched me. So <laughs> I haven't had a day off in 400 days. So, but I went to to work because I love work, American. Uh, so I couldn't I be there. take off for Lee Jackson yeah. Memorial Parade. I have a shit job and I can't get a day off or save up enough money to drive to D.C. once. So I, I'm a great worker, though. I spent all my money on get this full size Get my good suit flag. out, Ethel. <laughs> get my good suit out. Get the, one my, the, the one with the coal stain on the patch on the side. And the gold buttons. The three gold buttons. Gold Not buttons. the four, the yeah. three. three. No, the three yeah. gold buttons. We're stepping it up. With anchors on them. And then the, the, the rioting and looting starts, and then it's, it's put on to Black Lives Matter. Of course. Well, Black Lives Matter is, is causing all this looting, these protesters, these animals, these niggers. Just say that. A lot of them are white, though. They're all All white. of them are white. <laughs> and a lot of them. Starbucks? <laughs> oh, yeah. If it was like a... Ben's Chili Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> maybe then. Dunkin' Donuts over here. Maybe yeah. we did that one, but... You know? Starbucks, no. <laughs> maybe then. That's why I could never be... Uh, a protester like that. I could never mm-hmm. join in to walk, blocking traffic or breaking windows. I'd be like, ah, guys. Because like I would have, <laughs> this is the thing. I mean, maybe I'm like overanalyzing, but you know, that sort of like uh, liberal empathy, you know, like, you know, liberals like to be the empathetic ones. But then obviously sometimes you got to throw a trash can through a window, I guess. <laughs> For me, I'd be like, some fucking minimum wage guy is going to be cleaning this shit up. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, yeah, they're going to bring people in, but they're going to pay some dude eight bucks an hour to sweep up the glass we broke. Like, he's, that guy's one of us, essentially. Right. I could, that's why I would be bad at protesting. I'd be like, maybe we shouldn't, guys. Should we? It's like, no, I work there, y'all. I got to, I'm going <laughs> to right. clean that up. Later, I, said, you, I, I bank with Bank of America, guys. <laughs> like, I use this ATM. I got to come here tomorrow. <laughs> I'd second guess all that shit. I'd be like, I'm going home, guys. <laughs> Even though it was only a few, th- it wasn't like mass rioting anyway. Out of all the people that were there, and that's yeah. as many as did anything, come on, man. There was the Starbucks and Bank of America were right next to each other, so windows were broken just in that little section. Yeah. There was the limo that was torched. Um, the Trump limo? or what? Well, it was just a They're guy who- just trying to get the vampires. It was a limo service. <laughs> <laughs> they interviewed no, the guy. No, it was probably the vampires <laughs> stayed out too late, and then they rolled the windows down. <laughs> and they Boom. just combusted. <laughs> I thought these windows were tinted. <laughs> Not enough. So they talked to the limo driver. It's just the limo company. And he pulled, he had his, his people were being taken to a Trump event and he was just doing his job. He just pulled up and then, you know, so the crowd surrounded and uh, he was trying to talk them out of it for a while. Like, guys, hey, just uh, my job. I'm in here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's people. So anyway, the cops, at some point, I got too unruly and the cops told the driver, like, just get, get out of here. And then the limo went up in flames. <laughs> The company sent another limo out. <laughs> they burned that one down too. <laughs> to pick up the people. He was just parked. You know how they have to go park the limo for like three hours? He was just finding a place to park. And so the company was like, well, we don't want to not give these people their limo ride home. So they sent a the second car out. So it wasn't, I don't think this guy's company. If he was like one of those independent guys who owns one limo, I'd be like, I feel worse. I still, it kind of sucks. But um, there was the limo. There was a couple random trash cans on fire. And I did see on Channel 4, there was 
blocking traffic on 395. They people. didn't have that barbershop two moment where someone had to stand in the window going, no. <laughs> a Cedric moment, no. Nobody at Starbucks is going to. No. <laughs> That's the problem. It's like, yeah, whatever. Should I clock out or just leave? I'm going to leave. The city sports window like, no. <laughs> oh, and that Cedric would, would uh, uh, comedians in cars getting coffee with him in Seinfeld is pretty good. I haven't seen that one. It's yet. funny. It's good. But there were people walking along 395 yesterday for a while, a little while blocking traffic. I saw that. And that was pretty much it. Yeah. I didn't see much of anything else. Uh it wasn't mass riots and protests. No. I guess there it's was never, some skirmishes. It never is, but if you listen to the news, that's all it is. Well, that's right. all they're going to show. Right. You know, there's smoke coming from something and they're going to show that. Right. A little bit of tear gas, I'm sure a little bit of pepper spray. Right. Uh, Prop in some black people. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. A little uh, crack being sprinkled on people. And white folks shouting Black Lives Matter. <laughs> yeah. And punching Richard Spencer. <laughs> right. Which I look, I've weird. heard a lot of stuff now about. I got the video. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> got, Let's watch the video first. Richard we'll, Spencer, who is we'll the. Um, He's the, the head Nazi right now. The guy from the, the alt-right. He is the H-N-I-C. The, the head Nazi in charge right now. He gave that speech <laughs> a couple months ago where he said, hail Trump. And people were giving the, the Heil Hitler uh, sign or whatever. They're so, salute. so they're so oppressed. Yeah, we <laughs> shall overcome them and Tila Tequila <laughs> all together. Like, is she a foreigner? Yeah, well, she's cute. Um, okay. I'm trying to raise daughter. Hey, Okay, have fun. All right. This is uh, Richard Spencer getting punched. What? The audio is not going to do this justice. Though. No, no, it's not. But. It it does sort of show you who he is, which is a guy who like pretends he's not radical. He's like, you know, he's got a suit that fits. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not crazy. We're just uh, ironically having fun out here. So he was trying to do that. It's like this is where this is where we are. I've given conferences for for ages, and oh shit, my bad. I just cut it off. There's a uh, sign behind him. That was the inside of his brain when he got punched. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a sign behind him that says "White Lives Matter Too Much." <laughs> <laughs> Someone's holding up that sign, and it's like printed. Someone like went to went to FedEx Kinkos and made that sign. It wasn't some handwritten shit. That was there's still the Kinkos, FedEx. It's called the FedEx ages. store. And uh, we'll usually expect some protesters. They'll do silly string or something like that. We've Not entered this, this new world where the leftist protesters. No, I'm not a neo-Nazi. German scientist fate. She goes. She goes, do you like black people? He goes, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, better than Jews. <laughs> but um, then she goes, would you marry a black woman? He, then he's, now he's on to the next guy's question. He didn't answer that one. Neo-Nazis don't love me. They kind of hate me, actually. They, those people don't like me. Are you like the hipster version of the neo-Nazi movement? It's Pepe's become kind of a symbol. What is he no for? Every time he says Pepe now, he's going to have some subconscious. Yeah, yeah. flashback. He's going to wince. Uh, he's wearing a Pepe the Frog lapel pin, which was deemed kind of a white supremacist. It was a cartoon that all the alt-right took over and turned into like a bunch of memes. So uh, Pepe's become kind of a symbol. Oh. He, actually, he actually elbowed him. He didn't hit him. He hit no, he got him. He got him, but he got like him, he hit him like, elbow. He got him like around the ear. Yeah. And then uh, he, if he would have got him in the actual, he like, didn't even drive chin, through his jaw. If he'd have gotten tip of the jaw, maybe he so that would have been a better. Yeah. yeah. Been. We need to redo that one. Yeah. It's like you know you'll have other. Somebody's going again. to trust me. Somebody's it's, going uh, to. Pepe's become kind of a symbol. Oh, 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 
Yeah, someone. Little stupid ass bitch. I ain't fucking with you. And watch the look on his face at the end. Fix my hair. My German fade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just got real. So that was a. Um, as this video title says, alt right Richard Spencer gets punched in the face by a white guy. Oh, it was a white guy. Yeah, it, yeah, it looks like a white guy. I mean, his face is covered, but you can see his hands. Yeah. If somebody would have did that ten years ago, he probably wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's what make you change. Yeah, started early. You yeah. may at least make you think about it. That was people used to say that. Like maybe it's just something people say when they're younger, but like when someone's just an asshole all the time, people used to say like that dude needs to get his ass kicked. Like that would be the thing that would change a person's personality. Yep. You yeah. know, like he just, that stopped though. He's never got his ass kicked. No one's ever. No one's ever actually like that. Stopped though. It became about just talk to him. <laughs> right. Like when you beat them up and they fall down, like get back up again. Yeah. You just gotta you just keep just going right. until they get it. But now, like at this, at this age, it it has fully cured inside him. So there's mm-hmm. no there's no punching it out of him. Basically. So do we agree with this or do we not agree with this? We'll go around. Punching. We'll start Richard with Spencer. you, Dominic. Uh, Think man, about I, it. I don't agree on violence, but it's. Ex- I don't have a problem with it. It's expected. Every action has a consequence. Okay. You have to know eventually that's just going to happen. All right, little D. Yeah, same thing. It's. I mean, it's. I don't believe in violence necessarily either, but I don't have sympathy for him at all. Really? So Andy? I don't care. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like I'm not going to die on that hill. You know, like yeah, you shouldn't walk up to people and punch them, even if you disagree. But. That's his problem. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> we know what you're going to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right, yeah. That's, that's Richard Spencer's he's, problem. And he's, he is inviting it by being out there and being visible and saying the shit that he says. So it's kind of like that, like, why'd you hit me? Like, he can't do that Mom. either. Yeah, so he knows why he got hit, and he knows that he's in danger of getting hit when he goes out in public. And oh, he, knows he goes now. out in public, and he, he wants to be the face of this thing. He's going to be the bruised up face of it sometimes, yeah. you know? Well, we've seen, that we've seen a lot of people that we know on the, uh, well, if you hit him, you turn him into a martyr. You shouldn't hit, Make blah, blah, blah. My answer to that is always, well, what, what's the other thing to do then? If, if you don't hit, tell me what's the thing to do to combat it then. To Have combat him stand it the piano. To stop it. What's the thing? What's the, what's the thing to do? Is it to let him talk and just say the opposite of what he thinks? Is that going to do it? Challenge him on words with friends. Is that going to do it? <laughs> you know, take you know? him out that way, get a couple W's. We'll sit down and play chess for this. Yeah. Unfriend him. Is that going to do it? Friends. You know, I don't. No one ever comes up with. They always say, "Well, don't. Well, we shouldn't do that. We should take the high road." Okay, well, what's the thing to do then? And I'm not saying walking around smacking people upside the head. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying not to either. <laughs> We're not in a high roads town. I'm time saying, anymore. what is the thing to do then? What's the thing to do in a situation? I feel like all this high road taking that everybody has done has led us to this point. Yes, sir. That's what I feel. You yes, know, sir. That this led us here. This thing of, well, we should just talk about it or we'll just, we'll win because our hearts are pure. So we'll just show our actions and through our actions, our hearts are pure. I'm like, no. <laughs> well, the thing is, what he's, looking for is reaction right it's not just you know the action really was a reaction right the, the guy if richard spencer wasn't who he is the guy would not have run up and punched him right you know what i mean the action came from richard spencer the reaction came from this whoever this guy whoever this hero is <laughs> um so it's it's you know he's inviting certain he's inciting people right and to paraphrase greg geraldo it's not a smart bomb he's inciting yeah. people on his side to feel his way but he's also inciting people who dislike him to right. feel their way. And so he puts himself in danger. I mean, that's right. that's 
he, regardless of what you think of how he feels, he's now putting himself out there as a person who could be retaliated against. Right. But to Rand, he's not making himself a victim. Yeah, yeah. and he knows, but yeah. he knows that. Right. You know, he's not stupid, so he knows that this mm-hmm. could happen, and he probably will relish in getting punched because he mm-hmm. can use that right. as fuel for whatever he says. See, people after. don't want to converse anymore; they don't want to have conversation. You know? Yeah, but yeah. he would re- he would turn anything into fuel. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it doesn't matter. Just what happens is this is the this is the the kindling for the fire. Right, and for for a group of people who at least uh, subtly call for violence against others to then feel like what we got punched is disingenuous anyway, you know, because they want other people to get treated uh, unfairly and treated sometimes with violence, and so they call for that, but they do it with a smile like he does and say, "No, I don't hate black people." No, what? Why would you think that? Like his reaction was like, "What? Huh?" Uh, yeah. Sure. So he's doing. He's he's saying that he's saying push these people, and then they push back. He's saying handle these people unfairly, whether with a fist or with policy, and then he gets handled unfairly. So as much as he's gonna make himself a victim, we know what's really going on, and his dumb followers are dumb enough to believe him. But they always they've been dumb enough to believe him. They got to this point where they made him the face of this bullshit movement. I gotta disagree to a little bit of a point, and I'll touch base on what Randolph was saying. I think there isn't a cause and effect. I think the high road, whatever you want to call it, this mm-hmm. high road that we've been telling people or teaching people to do for the last eight years, let's just use that time frame. They don't think someone's going to retaliate back. Yeah. They think they'll come to the line, but yeah. they'll see the line and be like, oh, I'm not going to cross it. Right. So now they're, so when you get punched in the face, yeah, they didn't think getting punched in the face. They thought the guy would maybe put his hand up and be like, "Oh, you're gonna hit me, hit right. me," right? And but he's not gonna hit you. It's like that school fight. Yeah. There's right. a teacher nearby, yeah. and the person picks that. the fight. Like, I oh yeah, that. go hit me first, and yeah. then there's a te- so it's like, yo, you you get to be the tough guy. I agree. And you know, that. no one's gonna hit. It's you. like and reality then, TV. You see a lot of people arguing on reality <laughs> TV. I'm sorry, go ahead. And I was saying the Mortal Wars of Mike Tyson. Everyone has a plan to get punched in the face. Right. Yeah. And that's right. Pretty much what happened. Right. <laughs> it's like reality TV. You see people arguing on reality TV and jumping in another's face. Because you know there's no threat of physical violence mm-hmm. coming back at you. So you can you can get in somebody's face, you can say anything you want, you can spit on somebody. Right? We've seen that on a yeah. on a reality show where that dude Puck spit on spit on the cat from DC. Yeah, yeah. And then the people in the in the house were on Puck's side. He spit on another human oh, well, being. That's, that's house well, first of all, if you spit on me, you can get the shit. Life might stop for you. My <laughs> real name is going to be Puck because I'm a slapping <laughs> Life might stop all around for you. Out. I don't know. I would have just. I would have lost my mind and just attacked him. I wouldn't even thought about it. Yeah. But in in the cat David's mind is like, well, if I attack him, then I'm going to get kicked off the show. And yeah. then, well, fuck no, all that. No, that was that was uh, David Edwards, the comic. That was right. Tammy. That was the girl that spit on him. No. Puck spit in his face. Puck was a different season. Right. Well, he came back. Oh, that was when they had the reunion. Oh, right. I remember the, the, that the challenge. Right. Show. That's challenge right. Challenge was like that. That's, that's right. Because then, then, then David got kicked off, right? Yeah. Puck he, was just an asshole. Right. But the crowd David sided with the crowds, the, the, the mob in the house yeah. sided with Puck. I'm like, you sided with a guy who spit in somebody's face. And which is assault, by the way. Right. right. You yeah. sided with a guy who spits in face. What happens if you spit in my face? I pick up something and smack you upside the head with it. Now what? Right. <laughs> you know? That's why I would ask Puck is what was the next thing you thought after you spit in my face? What was the next thing? Did you think it was going to end with with you being a puppet on my ass, on my foot when my foot comes up your ass? Did you think it was going to be that thing? You're going to be my new shoe. Because <laughs> that's where we're at now, you know. But 
the rise of that kind of stuff, reality television, and everybody can have their own opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, social the, media. Ri- you can... The rise of all of that yeah. led us to these things. So I agree with you that he didn't think he was going to get smacked in the no. He thinks he can stand on a street corner. I do. When I put it on YouTube and I type nigger in the comment section, I don't get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, so right. That's right. the same part of it. Yeah, if you yeah, think you that realize. shit of saying shit online with yeah. no consequence because right. you, f- you sit back faceless. I deal with that shit with my son all the time, too. Like when he... Um, He's got a little bit of an anger problem, and I could see him getting ready to tick or like sports. I remember he was in a football game, and this kid was talking shit. We went again. We went to play some football team up near Richmond, and his team was some kids from DC. He was like on this elite travel team with kids from DC all over Virginia. So these were city kids, and the kids from Roanoke were talking shit. And you could see they weren't used to somebody was going to check them for saying that. I had to literally go grab my son because if not, it would have been a free-for-all. And these kids were all just looking like, what the fuck is this other kid? Why is he running after me? What, someone stop him? All I did was talk about his mother a lot. And I could hear, I could literally hear my son like, I will beat your motherfucking ass. And I was like, okay, somebody get my, that's my son. Somebody go get him. I'm yelling on the field, Dominic, Dominic. In the third quarter, like a dickhead. You got. I got to control. You got to control your son. I had to control my kid before he kills your kid. I'm like, well, where are the parents of these other children allowing their children to they talk do that shit? They want. Yeah. You know, why would you tell your child it was okay to talk that shit? Well, then there's also this this overarching notion that punching someone in the face is automatically low road. Yeah. No. You know, it might not be. No. Yeah. You know, like it's 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 because it's, it's, sometimes it's high road. Yeah. Right. In the in the turn <laughs> the other cheek era, it was like get fire hosed, get a dog. Sicked on you, get hit, <laughs> Billy clubs, and walk away, and that was considered taking the high road. But at some point, self defense is a high road. Right. You know, like you, you, you don't have to just get punched and beaten on and be like, "Yeah, I'm bigger man." No, you know, so no. but people have like the artifacts of that era where they feel like any sort of reaction, give them what they want equals low road. No. Well, sometimes what they want also at that moment is what you want, which is a fight. Right. You know, so, so let's go. I don't know that this is necessarily automatically low road when when he's doing this shit and people come up and punch him now he didn't literally in that moment incite he didn't say anything at that moment to say hey, you hit me kick, you know let's let's fight but it's all left over from shit that he has said yep. mm-hmm. and shit that he continues to say so i don't even know if i would call it and he didn't get it that bad i mean it would have yeah. been bad if he got stomped out yeah. on the side of the street. It was a soccer right. punch. You know, he didn't see yeah. it coming, and you know, he's lucky he didn't get knocked out. If the punch was like, you know, a couple inches toward his chin, yeah. toward his actually the tip of his chin, he would have been knocked out. But it doesn't, you know, give them what they want, turn them into martyrs and all that. I don't know. They're going to do that anyway. Right. That's how I feel. Like, well, they're going to figure out something else to call themselves a martyr behind. It's either they're not letting me speak at such and such a place. Yeah. Or, See? Or they're not letting us march at such and such a place. I can't get or, breadsticks at Maggiano's anymore. Yeah, yeah, that kind of that No, kind of They're shit. not going to think, like, let's say the guy that punched him was black. They're not going to think less of black people because of that. <laughs> <laughs> they already think as low oh, as, as they, they can. can get, yeah. They're not going to say, they're, but they're going to they're gonna say, See? Right. They just come up and punch you. They're going to try to use that as right. fuel. But it's First not like all, someone in that in that line of thinking to say, wow, I was actually kind of on the fence until that guy punched Richard Spencer. Right. That's not how that works. Why were you on the fence? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the- I was, I had to dip my toe in the water of all yeah. rights. That would be the thing I would think. Yeah. So, you know? They're all committed to that point people of view. Don't com- people don't confront these people. That's a big thing. You and I were having a discussion with somebody about that online. Same thing. It's like, what are you putting Black Lives Matter in name into shit? Right. Why don't you, why is this guy being punched? Why is this bad? You know? I, I'm not for 
physical violence. I'm also not for this shit that these people walk around saying consequence free. Right. That's how it is. Every action has a reaction. There's consequences for what you do. So right. this this I don't know if I would say it's gray areas, but if you do certain things that are vitriolic and it's like if something bad happens to you. Right. There's no sympathy there, you know. It's, I mean it is what it is. You know, where are we at? We gotta wrap up. We're at hour thirty five. Yeah, let's wrap this one Almost. up and we'll, we'll jump in the next one. We got some stuff to talk about in the next one. I don't want to talk with y'all about moonlight. Uh oh. <laughs> talk with y'all about moonlight. Gay. <laughs> gay. <laughs> All right people, so uh <laughs> gay. gay? So subtle. Watch those gay movies. Gay gay gay. <laughs> gay. Probably gay. Yeah. All right, so y'all come on back on Thursday. We want to thank the, you know, the moon two is a D's. naked ass, guys. D'Angelo and Dominic for sending on us a double D podcast. Y'all look for that. <laughs> <laughs> look for the double D podcast. You call yourself D's nuts? No, D's. Oh. brains D's. and buns podcast. Brains and buns. I just call yourself bad. D's dot dot dot. <laughs> <laughs> D's dot dot dot. Uh, the Big Man Little Man podcast. Y'all look for that. Uh, go check that. iTunes, out. Stitcher, all the places. All yes, all iTunes, Sound, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, there you go, yeah. SoundCloud. So get at that. Uh, they'll be with us on Thursday. You guys uh, sit back. Uh, give me your social stuff again. Uh, catch me at the Big PR Nerd on Instagram or whatever. Look up Dominic Rivera on Facebook. I'll add you as long as you don't act like an asshole before I delete you. <laughs> Big Dom. <laughs> D'Angelo Joyce you? on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. D'Angelo Joyce or Making Funny. There you go. I wonder how many comments we're going to get now, Jealous, because D'Angelo was on. <laughs> Oh, that's right. You know what After I mean? Dominic I just thought was about on, that. How, how the many, first time. How much are we going to hear now? We got a lot of like, hey. Uh, hey. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, can I listen to your podcast? I don't mind. Like, no offense. You but, know, we uh, don't mind. Wait, chances he's are, doing a show? Chances are we didn't even think about <laughs> that's you. What that means. <laughs> Wait, how come there? We should, okay, do we got to start our own podcast then to get on? <laughs> All you got to do is be that. grown and have an opinion. <laughs> That's all you gotta do Be grown and have an opinion And it helps to have a car uh, It helps to have a car get at, uh, Oh I gotta buy a car now? You can get it uh, A call in? You can get it me at uh, Randolph uh, Terrence I have a new, pot, new website Randolph Terrence And uh, that has dates on it I will be at the Draft House On Valentine's Night For two shows I'm opening for a movie uh, The Princess Bride Valentine's show It it's normally happens every year Tradition at the Draft House uh, come see me February 3rd at Jam and Java in Vienna, Virginia, which will be, I think, a 10 o'clock show. It's a late night show. Uh, February 8th, I'm at Beer Baron, which is a Wednesday night. It's a benefit show. A comic friend of ours has a friend with a medical issue. They're trying to raise money. So February 8th, I think that's an 830 show. Uh, pretty stacked lineup on that, too. So come to Beer Baron that day. February 17th, I am at the DC Improv Lounge. Um come to the i guess it's probably a 7 30 show they might add a late show they do that sometimes and that's a saturday and then february 22nd i got a good february going rams head live in annapolis maryland with rob mayer and justin schlegel so that's another stacked lineup so come see me on all those shows and then i have nothing else on my calendar all right so and that's how we are so you guys come on back on uh thursday we'll be here for y'all hope you enjoyed today's podcast be sure to hit us with your emails and all that and let us know hey i'm randolph terrence i'm andy klein who we got we got sitting in we got the double d's who d'angelo dominic rivera space it out a little bit there you go (laughs) (laughs) me first dom (laughs) we had three guys on but the little d goes first dom that's just how it is you get spooned by the big d (laughs) we're the gay that sounded sounded pretty spooned by a big d Sounds like some some kind of position. We're three guys on. (laughs) And we are out. CMB.
We all we got. Hello, my people, my friends, my nation of brothers and sisters. A tip of the cap and adapt to the beautiful podcast listeners. Three guys on, you know the one. Too black, too strong. Just keep it honest and funny, and we'll all get along. The topics at hand, they go deeper than black and white. You see something, you say something like, No, you're not fucked up, Tom. If you shoot your mouth off, deal with Uncle Randolph. Get popped and locked in a dance-off, or it's the verbal Molotov. The white warrior. Andy Klein, dropping dimes. His perception of punchlines will blow your mind. And just in time, is that Tim Miller or someone from 3SBN? The nation that was formed because Tim couldn't attend? Elton, pop, pop, pop us a Haywood turnip seed. Smooth Jamaican romaine, so I'm sure there'll be weed. Might have Russ Green or Chris Milner, the English Bay. A Frankie French with a Frankie tail coming your way. The Alexandro fam, the black guy who tips. Chadwick or JL telling us what it is. Maybe an appearance from Whatever it is, just kick back, relax, and roll up your sleeve. I'll say it one more time. All you cool cats can stay. Bitches leave.